Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. On today's podcast, we cover a number of topics. We have on the owner of Spire Fitness in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is a high-end boutique fitness studio that does indoor biking, indoor rowing, and TRX. And we talk to them about uh, what they've been going through with COVID and how they've begun to start to open back up. We have a number of conversations around uh, motivation and how to get motivated uh, during these COVID times. And we really boil it down to one word, which is change. Uh, I challenge some of the users to move more and we work through those. We, we talk about uh, some, some people that have had COVID and how they've been dealing with it. Uh, we talk about some heart rate things and we talk about the New York City virtual marathon. They're looking to get 50 or 60,000 people to run a virtual marathon in New York City. Enjoy. Jim. Hey, Hubie. Hey, How you what's doing? happening, man? <laughs> All good. good. To see you. Same. I'm just waiting, uh, just waiting a few to join, and then we'll get going. Oh, hey, Jeff. Hey, Jim. How are you? Good. How's things? Good. Uh, I'm out. I'm in the middle of my run. I got caught with a late call. So. Great. Um, yeah, uh, I do have a question for you, not to jumpstart everything, but for the most part, when I wear my Garmin and my uh, Apple Watch, the heart rates are relatively the same, but what does it mean when it's 30 or 40 or 50 points off spread between each on heart rate? Um, which one is off usually? Hey, Matt. Uh, hey, Jim. The Garmin's usually higher than the Apple. Yeah, so it depends on at what point you wear the Garmin. So or at what point you're talking about. I suspect it's early, it was it early on in your run? Yes. Yeah. Were you wearing a strap or no strap for the heart rate? No strap, everything's on my wrist, both next to each other on my wrist. Okay, so, um, you know, the uh, I have for, since the Apple One came out on my runs, have had the Apple Watch on one wrist and the Garmin on the other. And uh, I would say that Apple is equally as accurate as Garmin, if not more accurate. Hey, Shruti. Um, and so um, there are a lot of factors that play into whether or not uh, the wrist-based heart rate is accurate. Um, I'm at a point where I cannot wear my Garmin on my left arm. I have to switch it only for my runs to measure my heart rate. Hey, Cheryl. Uh, I have to switch it to my right arm. Um, hey, Cheryl. Hey. Um, we're talking about wrist-based heart rate and what happens when you have an Apple and a Garmin and you're wearing both and the heart rate goes crazy on one versus the other. I would say Garmin is more the, more the issue. Um, sometimes I see the Apple Watch not record things maybe in the first minute, but generally the Apple Watch is very, very um, accurate. And um, if, if the watch is spiking, the Garmin watch is spiking heart rate, it's probably not accurate. So you got to look at both watches and say which one is accurate. I can't wear my Garmin watch um, on my left arm when I run anymore, or when I'm in the gym, when I do the elliptical, because it's just not accurate. But if I put it on my right arm, it works. It has to do with very basic things like lotions can affect the wrist-based heart rate or hair or the color of your skin. It's, cr it's crazy, but there are a lot of different factors. So some people, if they use the Garmin, will continue to use the chest strap. Some people, like my brother, has there's a new strap that he can put on his arm, and it measures its heart rate uh, higher up on his arm and is more accurate. So, 
I think the answer is it depends. I can send you a document that I've put together. It's an email that says how you can deal with getting your wrist-based heart rate accurate. Um, you know, and if it's if you can hold your arm up and you can shake your arm and it can move around, then it's not on tight enough. But you can actually put it on too tight. So there's a number of factors. Does that answer your question, Jeff? Yes, thank you. If you send me that, that'd be great. I appreciate it. I hope that helps everybody else too. For those that wear it, some people wear apples, some people wear garments. Cheryl, do you have problems with your wrist-based heart rate at all on your device? Not usually. It's been pretty good. Yeah, once in a blue moon, but overall, it's been fine. Yeah, like once in a while, I'll see some like spike or some like crash on my heart rate just in a regular day, and I'm like, yeah, that's. I'm not dead, so obviously, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, still breathing, yeah. so I assume it's just a fluke. <laughs> yeah, the biggest problem that happened before wrist-based, before the wrist-based uh, heart rate stuff came along, and I've been wearing heart rate monitors back to the polar days over 20 years ago, is that when you wore a chest rate strap on Garmin or uh, even Polar back in the day, the first 10 minutes would often be off and the heart rate wouldn't register properly. And it's interesting that before people race, I tell very many people, particularly those that I've had experience with where they've had an issue with their heart rate, I tell them in advance, look, your heart rate mon mon monitor, either your chest strap or your wrist-based heart rate might not work, particularly during a marathon. And people are like, yeah, right, Jim, you know, whatever. And then mm -hmm. after that, I'll hear them say, you know what, it didn't work, you were right, it didn't work the whole time. So I think one of the things that's really important is just to get used to running based on feel and, you know, if your goal is to go and rip it, then you don't have to worry about your heart rate and go hard. But if your goal is to do the kind of the heart rate training, then you got to just go based on feel. You should be able to breathe in and out of your nose very easily. And it should be easy. Hey, John, good to see you. Good to see you, Jim. See you, Jim. Um, so, um, yeah, I can send you that little document that talks about it. Um, so um, the first topic I want to talk about today is I have a guy named, on, uh, named Hubie. And I think some of you know that I founded, co-founded with a friend of mine and built a fitness studio in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's a, it's kind of like a, um, uh, like a high-end kind of uh, studio. And um, we, I built that over the years and then I eventually sold it and I sold it to Hubie. And Hubie is a coach and a health and wellness enthusiast and, um, it's called Spire Fitness, and I thought it would be interesting to have him talk a little bit about what he's seen. He and I spoke a little bit before the call, and I think there's some interesting things I think people can take away from kind of what they're going through. It's based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, hey, Ronnie. Um, Hi, Jim. And I, I, I think it would be interesting to hear kind of Hubie and I kind of talk a little bit about uh, what they've been experiencing and how they're dealing with things. So, Hubie, why don't you talk about yourself and introduce yourself and talk to yeah, us about absolutely. what you're seeing. And thanks for joining. Yeah, well, thanks, Jim, for the invite. And hello, everybody. It's, it's great to meet you online. Um, we're based in Milwaukee. And uh, like Jim mentioned, I picked up the studio from him. And what we do is we're kind of like a, a cross-training studio. Uh, so we do cycle. We have a studio that has 36 bikes where we do classes in there. And then we have another studio within that and we do TRX and rowing classes. So we give people a variety of, of workouts. So after this thing had hit in March um, and I got a wonderful staff, uh, they do great work. What we did is we collaborated uh, ASAP and I think it was like probably March 15th, when this all happened for us, where we had to actually close. 
so we closed it down. Not that was that was do. state mandated. You they made you close down yes. on March fifteenth. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we had to shut it down, and uh, once we did that, the very next day, uh, we started to do hit classes and online. So we recorded them, sent them out, just to put the bandaid on it and to keep our clients engaged. And everybody absolutely loved it. It was very positive. And then what we did after that, two weeks later, we rented out all of our bikes. Uh, to, your, to, to, we, the, to your customers? Yeah, so yeah. to our customers. So I, all of our clients, uh, we rented out all of our bikes and uh, you know, charge them so much a month and they're very supportive. Um, you know, it's a great community we have. So then what we did is we started to record classes and develop a library of classes. Uh, that we would send to folks so we would constantly keep them engaged so we did, just kind of took it one month at a time so april we did it and then a lot of people re-upped in may and people even re-upped in june because this thing kind of kept going but uh, with all my instructors they would come in and they would obviously record a class and then we would just we created this really cool library of classes so it kind of put us in the sense where Hey, in the future, this is probably going to be a component of our business. You know, like, you know, people are going to buy bikes. Maybe we sell the online classes. Maybe we sell bikes and the online classes. So, as a, as a visionary of the studio, I mean, that's definitely going to be a component of our business moving forward. But it just kind of kept us alive because it was better than not having any cash come into the studio. Uh, so we had to get real creative that way. And then plus we did some. Um, uh, other hit classes too to give people variety for uh, their workouts because you know people are chomping at the bit to work out even if they had to do it indoor they still wanted to keep engaged uh, with their personal fitness and that was a real plus for us to the community and they really appreciate it so uh, right now we're we're at we're at where we're at uh, but now we're working at like 25 percent due to the mandate of our state here in Wisconsin um, and our numbers are starting to increase a little bit, but uh, those were a couple of things that we did. And the biggest, and I'd say the hardest part that hit me as the owner, it's like just the other day, they said, well, now the mask mandate uh, has to go into effect for another two months. And then you have to wear it in a gym or a cycling studio during class. <laughs> so if you can all imagine that, getting on a spin bike and you want to rip it up and you got to wear a mask. So what we did is um, we kind of just reviewed some different types of masks and what would be best. And what we did is we found that uh, one particular mask, that general one, them, uh, it's kind of like the, um, not a medical grade mask, but the ones they wear in hospitals that are the easiest to breathe through. And what we did mm -hmm. is we picked that one because that was the easiest material to actually get a breath when you're, you know, cranking away. And do you, what do you happened give the, is, do you uh, give the masks out at, at your gym or um, people have to buy them? How does that work? Yeah, so what we did is we just uh, put an order in for them and uh, we're having them available for people. Um, if they want to use one, if they forgot one, if they want to try one, we're going to charge them like $2 for the mask and then they can, they can use it. Uh, just any yeah. way to kind of keep everything moving and people are very supportive of that. Have you have you um, tried to run with that mask or because my mask is overbearing when I run and I would love to find something that you described as easier to run with. <laughs> well, I haven't uh, I haven't used the mask running, but I've used it rowing 
uh, and rowing obviously is very aerobic and uh, you know it's a little easier obviously than other materials um, but I mean it's looser it's a looser fit and your your airway I mean it's a lot easier to obviously breathe wise when you're you know when you're ripping it aerobically we're hoping they lift that mandate uh, sometime soon uh, but I mean it's like we're at the we're at the mercy of what they say and we want everybody to be safe I mean you guys all know this. We're all in this together, and we want to make sure that we're respecting our neighbors and our clients. And uh, so that's kind of what we've learned. But what we did, and it's our Instagram page is um, at Spire underscore Fitness, and the girls put together a, a funny little video with the mask on and kind of explained it and stuff. So if you got a chance, check us out at Spire Fit, and um, it's kind of a it's kind of funny, but it's just keeping a good sense of humor about it, but keeping people safe. So you're you're now running classes in person also. How many people are using those classes? Do you have social distancing that you need to do in the classes? How does it work? Yeah, so what we did is uh, with the number of bikes we have, we normally have 36 in there. So we had to space them out. So it's like every other bike. Uh, so we can maximize right now. They let us run at 25%. So we got like 12 people in a class. Uh, uh, instructors up on the stand you know, very far away from everybody, but everything else, you know, we got dialed in, we got the music rocking, you know, the mic, everybody can hear. And uh, it's a start, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough, but um, we're open and people are coming in, people are excited, people are happy to be back. Uh, but it's just trying to get now people get comfortable with these rules and changes and, and get more people in the door to get their fitness back on track. Cause, it's just great to see people's eyes. You know, now, remember, you'd always read people's faces and their smiles. Now you got to read their eyes, but you can see their eyes light up when we do these classes and when they come in. So, you know, it's just been very positive and they're happy that, you know, we're actually open. And how many, are the classes usually full? Do you usually have 12 people in the classes? Yeah, we're pretty loaded up. I mean, but for our TRX and our crew classes, we got to minimize that to like five or six. Um, and those are filling. I teach TRX in the mornings a couple of days a week, and I fill those pretty good. And, um, and people are just, they're really respective of each other. And uh, they're, you know, we all just play by the rule to, you know, respect one another and have fun. But yeah, our numbers are starting to increase. I mean, we were at 22% of capacity the first week we opened. Now we're up to about 70%, but it's still not the total numbers of what we regularly run, but it's a start. Are you uh, also doing rowing, rowing classes? Yeah, so we do rowing, and the rowing, we do, like, intervals of rowing, um, meters, and then uh, we do strength training in between. Uh, what we do to keep the studio clean is we've done a couple of uh, uh, big-time things for – we did a, U, a UV light. It's called a, a Remy Halo system, which we incorporated into our HVAC system where it kills all mold bacteria that rolls through the system uh, for both studios and the lobby. Uh, we uh, have a steam cleaner that we bought, so our staff steam cleans everything. We wipe everything down after every round of classes in the mornings and the afternoons. But we've been finding it interesting that uh, we, and we've never done noon classes, Jim, and you, you know that. Uh, but we've done that, and we're getting some good numbers with our noon classes. When we're making them express classes, so they're not as long. So they're like 30-minute express, and we've been doing psycho, we've been doing TRX, and We've been having some pretty good results with that. So don't forget about those lunchtime workouts, gang. No doubt. <laughs> did, did you record some rowing classes also? We didn't record any rowing. 
you know, because I mean, a lot of people don't have rowers. Um, that wasn't really a demand for that. Uh, but that's something that we're thinking about down the road is um, maybe, you know, teaming up with one of the manufacturers to say like, hey, you know, we could offer a package where people can buy a rower and then we could do the online classes and also offer that as well. Anything to keep people moving and to keep everybody excited about their fitness through this is our main goal. Yeah, and then a lot of people, some people on this call have a Peloton. Um, how are you finding uh, that? Can people, will people do any of your classes on a Peloton? Is that possible? Well, uh, some of our people, we've had a few people that signed up with online uh, for our classes only, uh, and then they have their own bike, or they'll go and buy those, they'll go and buy a Schwinn bike, like the common one. It's maybe seven hundred dollars compared to our AC powers that are, you know, two thousand dollars. Beautiful bikes. Um, but that's kind of what we've been doing. And some people have bought Pelotons too, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of that model, but I mean, we don't mean, you know, we don't stream live. Uh, obviously that's a whole nother level yeah. of business and money. So we're just trying to keep everybody engaged with what we have right now. Yeah. And what, what are you hearing from people coming into the gym about their, how they're dealing with this and their overall fitness and health? What, what kind of, what kind of things are you hearing from your clients? Well, some, uh, some folks that I've talked to are like, um, you know, it's just, it's in their blood to come to a studio and be engaged around energy and people, um, and how it's been working for them with, uh, work wise, uh, the hours are changing. I mean, our five fifteens people used to be in that standard workload. Like you got to go to work by seven. So we had five fifteen AMs and, uh, you know, those would fill and it's like now, I mean, nobody comes, so we had to we had to scratch them because everybody's schedule has changed. People are working from home. Um, as far as uh, you know, their mental health and everything, they're like, if I don't have this, I mean, it's you know, it definitely is a detriment to them uh, for not being able to come in and work out at the studio. So um, it's an interesting animal, as we know, but everybody, you know. We follow the rule and uh, we just hope that more and more people get comfortable with wanting to come back and, and we respect everybody's reservations that don't want to come back right away. But um, most of our community has put their membership on hold and not canceled. So that's a good thing. I mean, that's positive. Um, so we're just looking forward to kind of slowly increasing because the pressure's mounting. You know, the PPP loans are great, but that money can last so long and our, our, our business is based on numbers, you know, and we always like to see more than less <laughs> yeah, of course. at this point in time. So, Has anybody, um, did you do a survey or anything to see what people, to gauge people's interest on, you know, kind of coming in? Absolutely. Yeah, so we what did you learn from that? few quick questions uh, and then the majority of the people um, in a nutshell said that they would do they would come to the studio but they'd also like to do online so they were 50 50 and I, I think that was about in, in our survey 60 percent of the people mentioned that there was maybe two percent said they'd never come back um, but the majority of the people said that they would they would look to be doing like half and half, like half at home they would do online and they would come into the studio, the other 50%. So those are some of the things that we found out about what they were looking for to uh, continue their fitness and to be consistent. How long have you been back open? Did you say two weeks? 
three weeks? We well, so what we did, and uh, you all love this, and I, and you know, and everybody's. Some people are by water, some people aren't. But you know where our place is. We're located right on the Milwaukee River, and they have a public uh, walkway and deck. So what we did is we took advantage of that prior to reopening. And we did some Spire outdoor workouts. So we could social distance, keep people, you know, six feet apart. I got a kick-ass speaker that was part of the deal, Jim. And I still use that. Got a big battery pack. Take that thing down there. And, uh, you know, we did HIIT workouts. We took some weights down there. We transported everything. And um, everybody absolutely loves the outdoor workouts. So that's another thing. Um, well, that was one of the things we did prior to opening. So we did the outdoor workouts first, then we opened up our doors for indoor. And then what we're doing now, since they got this mandate, it's like you don't have to wear a mask working out outside social distance. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna reintroduce that. And we've been announcing that to people. So in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna get back outside and uh, do some more of those workouts on that public space. So How about, how about um, a polar bear workout when it's 10 below? Outside. Well, January 1st, you can all join me. It's <laughs> okay. on Lake Michigan. It's great. We get a big bonfire going and we jump in and we, we get super invigorated for the new year and our new goals and our fitness after we jump in. Believe me, I'll buy you a beer if you come to Milwaukee. Hubie is an Iron Man, <laughs> so that's like nothing for him. <laughs> <laughs> so and those anybody, are just some of the it, things that we did to adjust. You know, has anybody... Yeah, it's helpful. Has anybody gotten sick or has anybody had to come to you and say, look, I have COVID and if it, have you had to deal with that yet? Yeah. Um, a couple of members um, meant, you know, they called us and told us and they had to quarantine. Um, and so what we had to do is, you know, let our staff know, uh, find out what classes they took. If it was prior to that four, you know, 14 days prior. Uh, so we just, keep it as transparent as possible. If somebody says they got it, we have to find out who was in the class to mention it to them. Um, so some, a couple of staff members have had it. So we had to keep them out, uh, go through the process of the quarantine and, uh, and get retested and they have to get tested negative twice before they can come back in the studio. So that's been a real challenging piece for us. Um, you guys take temperatures when they like walk out in? Of control. You take do you take temperatures when people walk in or anything like that? We don't do temperatures, no. Um, that's one thing we do not do. Gotcha. So we thought about doing that, um, but the way our studio's set up, I mean, we're pretty much, uh, we're good distance-wise. Uh, so that's kind of where, you know, where we're at with everything on that. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad that you're making the best of it. And I'm sorry that we all have to go through this, but, um, you know, I think it's really important to try and provide people with an avenue to be healthy and fit. Does anybody have any questions for Hubie or anything they want to ask him? Hi. Hi, Bruni. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Listening, shaking, turning and burning. Good. I've got, I'm probably one of the few people who has power around here. So. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people said that they lost power. All right. Well, Hubie, this is, that's yeah. very helpful. I really appreciate it. Um, if nobody has any questions for Hubie, Hubie, you can drop or you can stay on and listen. Uh, I think the next thing I want to talk about was the Garmin outage. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, great. Well, nice to meet you folks and thanks for listening. And I hope, uh, 
that kind of gave you some insight about what's happening in the fitness industry on our end up here in the Midwest. But if you're ever up here in Milwaukee, I got you covered. Come on in and take a class. You'll absolutely love it. And it's something that Jim founded. And uh, it's just uh, it's uh, been a very special place uh, for all of us here in, in Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I was involved, but I haven't been involved now for almost over three years now. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a great place. And Hubie has taken it to the next level. So congratulations, Hubie. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, you guys have a great day and keep on moving. You too, man. Take care. All right. Take care. So, Thank you. So everyone else, let's talk about Garmin and the outage. So um, how has that impacted people? I'm happy to say a few words, but uh, I know that it's fascinating. I'll just say that um, how it impacted me. Um, you know, obviously I've created an app and I, I, I kind of do my reporting every day and I make sure that I move and I look at the MCS dashboard, which is, you know, every hour of the day. And that's a big part of, for me, keeping myself healthy. And so when Garmin went down, that was like, a, you know, a, a mind, a mindset change for me. Now, luckily I have been working on the integration of, um, the Apple health kit into my app. And what's fascinating is that Garmin went down, okay? And I guess it was an, uh, a ransomware, and I guess they did pay, I've heard, millions of dollars. I heard $3 million, I heard $10 million. Did anybody else hear? But they did pay to get, get released. Did others hear that? That's crazy. But, you know, the, 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 the group that uh, – I'm not sure who took them down, but the group that took them down um, – you know, was very aware that there was a lot of personal information uh, that they could release if Garmin didn't pay it, right? And so this emphasizes one of the issues with, you know, these sites. Now, I personally, I don't really care, right? If somebody knows what my workouts are, or what my steps were, or even where I was, right? But there are many people that do care for a lot of reasons. So crazy. And I haven't seen the number publicly disclosed. So, so what happened is Garmin went down, it was four or five days, couldn't get anything. And I had many people say to me, yeah, you, I'm looking at Ronnie, Ronnie's smiling at me. Like, I bet you were going to die, Jim. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> uh, I didn't die. Uh, but one of the reasons I didn't die was because I, um, even though Garmin wasn't sending anything. And then when Garmin came back online five days later, they started to send, uh, uh, so, so the Garmin Connect went back up and you could see your workouts and you could see your sleep, but I'm a partner of Garmin. And so I get uh, things sent to me in a different manner from Garmin Connect to my app. And they did not turn back on their partners until um, just today is the first day I've started to see some of the hourly steps information come in and started to see the sleep flowing back in. But what's interesting about this is so, like I've been a partner of Garmin's for three and a half years, and there are many other app developers like me that you know get the information in and then they, they interpret the information, et cetera, et cetera. But um, what I noticed is that I've been developing Apple Health Kit, and that means that if you wear an Apple Watch or you just have an Apple phone, uh, we were taking the steps and the sleep and everything else from Apple HealthKit, and we were putting it into the same format. So we were showing the hourly steps and everything. And there's a way that, it, you know, if you wear a Garmin watch and you wear an Apple watch and you have an Apple phone, you can go on to the Apple HealthKit settings and you can actually authorize your Garmin steps to come in. So, um, which is way cool because that means that I can wear my Garmin stuff my watch whenever I want, or if I want to switch to my Apple watch or use my phone, Garmin, Apple has an algorithm where they take a look at all those steps and they don't double count them and you get your credit for all your steps. So everyone's looking at me like you're a nerd. 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. Um, I want my credit. I want my credit either way. But um, so what I noticed though was um, Garmin was still sending the steps and the sleeps to Apple. So while there was an outage, I was still getting all of my information on that one page that has all the steps or the sleep but was still feeding the user inputs, even though Garmin wasn't pushing it to its partners. So I guess I'm a little less important than Apple is to Garmin. <laughs> so um, so how, how did it impact people? I'm curious, like, did it make a difference in your life at all? Or what were your opinions? And did you get frustrated? I had one guy tell me, uh, I don't think he's on. Uh, I had one guy and he might not have power. Uh, he told me yesterday he was dealing with power issues, but one guy told me it was really hard for him because he had been on a streak and he had been doing really well. And then to lose that accountability, you know, was hard for him. How, how are the, what did other people think? I hated losing my sleep like that. I look at that very closely because it's, 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 my sleep is crucial. I have to sleep. Yes. And it just, I, and I mean, I look at it right in the morning because I want to know how my, how's my day going to go? Am I going to need a nap? Am I tired? Am I, you know what I mean? Like some sleep, my, that was hard for me to lose the sleep for like what, four days. And it, I don't think it's still going to your app because I logged I, in this morning and I don't it, think it, the Garmin sleep is. It just started, it just started uh, this afternoon when I saw it. And now I have not, Ronnie, I have not been going to my app like 20,000 times a day and checking. Okay. So I could see it. Sure, in your face. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You can believe me or not. Um, but I did, I did check. I have been checking once a day pretty much. And I did check partly because I know I have my Apple app uh, that I call it where I'm getting all my steps anyway. So I was still covered. Um, and like, if I was a user and I was really like concerned about, that page, I would have said, and some of my users did this, go create a new account and link up your Apple separately, right? So like, you know that if one thing goes down, then you're going to be protected from another, right? So you can still get it either way. But Cheryl, I think it did go this afternoon. And I think if you do, when you do your reporting, like tomorrow morning, yeah, there's, there's a button above the sleep that says refresh sleep, and it may or may not work. It, sh it should work. I saw my sleep was in there today. So I was... I was happy about that. I mean, you know, I have, I mean, now I have it on my, I have it on my phone, like, but those yeah. four days was like, but I would like it if I'm going to take the time to log into your app every day, like, and put everything in, then I want everything. Yeah. Oh, we, I want the whole enchilada. <laughs> to go backwards and have to man, it's funny, no user went in there and manually entered it, including me, because nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Nobody's going to do that. It's got to feed in. It's, yeah. No, I did not do that. <laughs> So, other, yeah. how did it, how did it impact others? I lived. It was fine. I mean, yes, it is what it is. You know, when I knew it was out. I just, you know, well, but I also had the Garmin and the Apple Watch, so you know, it wasn't. Mm. Right. I didn't lose sleep over it. Clearly, I did not have the agenda that you did, Jen. I and actually did have any agenda. It wasn't all that. <laughs> I was protected, but I did have some people that were living by it. And you know, when you have an accountability tool and that accountability tool goes yeah. away, that's a bummer, right? Yeah, and, and, I, and having the backup does help. Yeah. Anybody else have issues with it? Yeah, we joke that if it's not on Garmin, it didn't happen. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right, Ronnie. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Sure. And, um, anybody else have any comments around it? Sarah? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 okay. Jeff, go ahead. 
No, I texted you, right? So from an accountability standpoint, I was like just up and running literally and being consistent and then it went down. And fortunately, you and I were playing with the Apple stuff. But even now, I try to go a look back and try to upload like some long runs and it's not doing it on Garmin. So uh, there's like this gap and it's very frustrating to me. So Garmin said, I, I'm close to them and I've been email, emailing with them a lot. And every one of my emails got more annoyed, particularly when I figured that they were sending it to, they were telling me that they were withholding everything, but it was obvious they were sending it to Apple. Um, and they, they say every time, and I know this is true because we've seen some of these outages. In fact, there's been a few times where my app and, and my team, we've been the one to tell Garmin, hey, you have a problem. And everyone's having this problem. They've gone to fix their whole issue because of what we've told them based on what we've been receiving. But they say everything will be backfilled and everything will be fine. I um, checked today and not everything is backfilled yet. I mean, some people were like, no. backfilled. Who looks to back stuff? Like, uh, I my, did. <laughs> my developers, like, people look, I was like, people look back? I was like, yeah. Like, I want, I want yeah. to see what, what my sleep average was last year versus this year like because I want to do a little better maybe or I want to see what my resting heart rate was to me I look at the resting heart rate every morning I get up on Garmin Connect right so when that went down that's a bummer too it's not the end of the world of course calories in out didn't never it never backlogged because I enter my fitness pal I use my fitness pal like every day and it's like the four those four days are still missing so it didn't it didn't work but I will say I just refreshed my sleep on your app and it it sinks so you're right it's back Yes. Yeah. It's back baby. That. So that yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Anybody else want to talk about Garmin? I have one I have one other thing. Why when they were did they not email us? Did they not have our emails to tell us what was going on? I know. Like that was the biggest thing that frustrated that frustrated me, me as a consumer that they weren't in touch with me saying, Hey, sorry, we have a problem, you know, and there was no ongoing communication. It was like we had to find out to the news that they were hacked. And I think that from a consumer user standpoint was extremely disappointing yeah i think that's one of the frustrating things i've heard i've also heard that you know it just said uh sorry we're down for maintenance every day right but i know that when i was interacting with them i mean this was a, obviously a crisis for them i mean the worst thing that could ever happen to them so hopefully they'll learn from it and um you know we, we can move forward but i agree that is that is frustrating and this just yeah. exemplifies like, like as much as, you know, I love having data because for me, it's accountability. It's like at some point, like, is this going to change people's mindset about using a device? It's not going to change the way I, I, um, you know, record my data, but you know, is it going to change others? I don't know. You know? I think so because mm-hmm. if you're not using it, you wouldn't even know what the impact is of not having the data available. Yeah. You know, True. I just out of mind. I mean, that's the way I feel. True. True. Anybody else have anything on that? Does anybody else uh, have any topics that they want to talk about? How's everything going? Hmm. Did it's anybody? Much, I mean, the virtual stuff is going to be interesting. So like, Cheryl you, you signed right. up for the New York City Marathon virtual. You got in, right? Yeah, I'm in. But, like, it's going to be interesting. Like, all these people are saying they're going to be out. Like, I live in New York. They're saying, we're going to be out there the day of. They're saying they're all going to do it. So, maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. 
So let's out. let's talk about what you signed up for. So it was it, it there was a fixed number of spots that the New York Roadrunners Club offered for a virtual marathon, right? Was it fifteen hundred slots? I don't remember. Does anybody know? I don't remember, but I, I got the email too. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can tell you, I was on the phone with them yesterday. So it was a thousand entries that you got the full boat and a guaranteed entry in the next year. And then there was another two entries to raise money for team for kids. And then, so those are your, and then you're guaranteed. And then the other entries are still open, everybody. So if you just want to run it for no metal, it's like, I don't know, 20 or 50 bucks, that's still open. And then there's another one you can run for a metal for 60 bucks. Um, and then they have a training program, which is typically like, I don't know, call it a hundred and you can do the whole thing with the training program for 75 bucks. So hmm. if you haven't signed up and you're interested, please do. Um, th their goal is to get over, get the largest virtual marathon ever. Um, and more than the typical runners for, which is like 55,000. So their goal is 60,000. 60,000. 60,000. So, 60, so, so the th yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl, how much did the thousand, how much did, you're one of the 1000 you actually got in. I had another guy got in. No, you didn't. No, I'm not one of the 1,000. And I literally logged in like 20 minutes after it opened. And I had to wait like an hour. And then I'd already missed it. But it's, I mean, it's fine. I had guaranteed entry. I was in this year and I think, no, this year was my guaranteed entry. So they sent me an email saying, okay, we're not doing it. You'll get in in the next three years. So I don't right. know what that means. Um, but it was kind of nice to do the nine plus one last year and then qualify. Like that was a fun, like. It's the best. You don't have to ask you know, anybody. Give me something to do. Yeah. You don't have to ask anybody yeah. for anything. You get your nine races in. Jeff, are you one of the 1000? Yeah. Am I? No. I mean, I'm, I'm in for life, right? So I'm 15 plus, right. but I will say, I agree with Cheryl and your sentiment. I used to do the nine plus ones, even though I had relationships to get in. And I thought the running the nine races, the camaraderie, doing it, obviously staying in shape, but also the volunteering was awesome. So I actually still go volunteer. Um, so anyway, I'm so anyway, I'm actually have not signed. I'll be honest here, I've not signed up yet. I on my on my list to do is the census. If you haven't done your census, everybody, please do. And uh, <laughs> si signing up for uh, the New York City Marathon. Yeah, there's yeah, another. Thing, go ahead. The other thing, really quick, I was gonna say just before we switch topics is um. I just got asked to run the virtual marathon for, for a veterans charity. So like there's still fundraising going on, which I think is cool, you know, it's cool. like it's millions of dollars that is, is going to be lost to all these charities because there's no marathon. So the fact that people are like doing it on their own, I think is great. You know, which organization is that? Uh, she just sent me the information today. Oh, Navy SEALs, the Navy SEALs foundation. Oh, I'm cool. sorry. Navy SEALs. Yeah, they, I mean, they have a date for that, or do they have a range of times? And is the virtual marathon for New York? It's just on the first Sunday in November, just so it's the same day everyone's running. No, you get Jeff. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you get like a couple, three days to do yeah. it? Or, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you get yeah. two weeks. So I didn't agree with the two weeks, whatever how it is, and whatever. So it's the two weeks leading up to the Sunday, the first Sunday in November. So you can run any day for one day, twenty-six miles uh up to november 1st or 2nd whatever that is so it's what we talked about when we did our, our first zoom call our second zoom call a while back right which is what i said which is like i would love to do it but i would love to just decide one day yeah the weather is going to be crappy on sunday i'm gonna do it on friday you know now you have to do it on the same day consecutively or can you get a total of 26.2 
No, consecutive. It it's no consecutive. No, no, it's it's one it's one day. So one I day. so Jim, I cool. had the conversation yeah. with them to go like multiple days. Um, <laughs> they and especially because the my goal or objective in the conversation was to get people who typically don't run a marathon or wouldn't be up for a marathon to run multiple days and count for the marathon. So they wanted to keep it exclusive marathon for this year, and in future years maybe they would do that. Um, so that so it's one day you got to do twenty six point two. So is there a movement out there, Jeff, where you know people are gonna assemble somewhere like we talked about before? Like are a lot of people just gonna go to Central Park? I mean, if they're talking about fifty or sixty thousand people, it's gonna be packed like it was in Katrina. So they're not saying that they're organizing it. Um, I, 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 Cheryl, I'll be out there too. So I'll be happy to meet up with you or anybody else on that Sunday. My goal is to start in, you know, maybe Bay Ridge or Fort Greene. I haven't decided and you run to the city and get the 26.2 in. Um, I think they're playing by ear how they're going to do it. Like I'm, I'm just saying this. I mean, I will suggest to them that they have a finish line and they give out medals if it's possible and they can, you know, keep it safe and clean and all those other things. But I don't know. They ended up doing that for Katrina, yeah. but that was last minute, spur of the minute. I had to go pick up my medal at Roadrunners for Katrina. I ran the I ran the twenty six point two in the park. I think I was the only U.S. person there. It was all people from different countries, which was really awesome. I'm I'm kidding. I wasn't the only one, but there were certainly tons of people from all the other countries because they're like, I came to New York City to run a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. You know. Well, I know I've Jeff. I've talked to a few friends that that are that want to run the course. I have three friends that, are, that want to run it. I don't know if that's possible, but they want to try. So I, I think if, it's if, possible. If they map it out or not, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple, there's a bridge and the Bronx. Yeah, so I ran, no, I, so I've done the course. I did the course for Katrina, right? Okay. I mean, for most of it. So you just, you're either running in the road, you know, you be careful of traffic, but people are pretty respective. When we did it for, uh, well, it was not Katrina, it was Sandy. For Sandy, you know, there was, like you said, Jim, there were people from Tokyo, Sweden, like everywhere. You know, I ran with a guy from Boston for, for a good 20 miles. Um, oh, so yeah, Sandy. I said Katrina. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so it, it's possible. I mean, they're just not going to close the streets, right? So you just got to be careful. And then, like on the bridge, on the 59th Street Bridge, which is the Koch Bridge, instead of running up the roadway, you'll run up the side ramp. Yeah. Um, so it's all possible. Yeah. And has yeah. anybody heard of any other races? Not uh, other than the one show you mentioned, but like live races. I have not heard of any since we talked about it a few weeks ago. Well, I think it's great yeah. to have something to train for. And I think that um, we all need something to train for um, and have a goal. And uh, my, my, I've been thinking a lot about this virus and, you know, I talk to everybody and hear different viewpoints and I, I, it sounds stupid and cliche, but I think the most important word here is change. And I think we all have to be open to change and like if, and accept that kind of we are where we are for a while and figure out how we can spend a little time every day on our health. I think it's just so important and it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be 10 or 15 minutes, you know, and just do something for our health every day and accept that we do need to change. And I think that the people that are, changing and are open to change are doing a lot better health-wise than those that aren't. I mean, you see this virus going crazy now because nobody wants to change. I don't want to change. I want to go out and live my normal life, you know, but 
I realized I can't. And so change is critical. Hey, Jim. Who's that, Shruti? Yes, I have Hi. a Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Shruti Hi. ran her first marathon last year. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. New York City Marathon. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. <laughs> no, but uh, I had a somewhat related question, and I don't know if anyone on this forum has uh, an answer or uh, might. If you ever, if you find out something, maybe you can let me know. Uh, so I had signed up for the New York City half earlier this year in March that got canceled. Um, then they sent out an email saying that if you want to, you may either you know, sort of cancel your membership, which means uh, it's done and you don't want to run, consider running next year, or do you want to um, be considered for next year and you'll get a spot? So I actually filled out all the forms and did all that, but I never heard back ever. So I'm not sure where I stand. And does anyone know? If, I mean, in, I mean, is it all canceled and, you know, they're probably considering running virtual or uh, what happens? Uh, does, has anyone heard anything? You're talking about the half in March? Half in March, yes. Uh, did you go to your New York Roadrunners dashboard to see if they dealt with it? Like there are some options when you go to each of your races and you can, like I just got a refund for all mine, right? I was amazed that they would give a refund. This has got to be the first time ever that New York Roadrunners also gave a refund because normally they're like, oh, I'll just give you your credit. Fine, I'll just take my nine plus one, right? right. Uh, no, I, for a few weeks after they sent me that email, I checked and there was nothing. So I assumed that they accepted my uh, request to run the following year, but, uh, there, there was no email, nothing. So I wasn't sure what happened. And then, uh, I've, I haven't checked ever since. So I can, I can certainly, uh, I, I should go and check. Yeah. Maybe something over there. But I, I haven't been checking that site as much as I should also just to see. I didn't defer any. Did anybody defer and actually see a confirmation that they deferred to the next year for the same race? I deferred. I didn't get an email. I just looked. I never got one. But I did okay. defer to next year. For so, New, York, New York City, for the marathon. For the half. For the half. For the, ha for the, for the half. half. Okay. The one she's talking about, that Shruti's talking about, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I, I made my choice, but I never got an email after that about it. So oh, okay. it's... Yeah. Jeff, it might be something to mention to them. I seem to recall referring for something else for, for them, and I don't remember what it was, and I didn't get an email either. But then when, right before they opened it up to the public, I got this guaranteed um, code. This code for, you know, like you because you deferred from the last one. I don't remember what, what race it was, but I do remember that I didn't get anything. And then right before... I got a deferment notice, like a like a code to get in before it opened up to the public. Oh, so, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah. I'm gonna email them and ask them, but they're they're pretty good about answering those kinds of questions. Jeff, do you know? Uh, so I, I'm in the general population when it comes to that stuff. So I did the refund for Brooklyn. I did the refund for New York, and I believe I saw the credit come in. Um, I, I, I know there, I know, we know too much, but there are some subtleties for things going on. So just email them, the customer service people 
and just your name, your roadrunner number, and if you have your entry number from that race, and just say, hey, I deferred or I got a refund or whatever. And I'm going to say they're probably a little short staffed, but they'll get back to you. Um, I don't think it's anything purposeful. I just think there's a lot going on and they'll provide the information when they can. Does that make sense? Yeah, got it, got it. No, I, I just, I was just curious, like, you know, what's, what's going to happen. That's all. Ronnie, you want to talk about anything? I'm good. I'm just trying to stay motivated during this crazy thing i I'm, I'm i'm one of those people that needs the accountability you know me jim <laughs> i do how do we make I that need, happen should we have I a little competition I need, collect, I need the goals and it's just you know it's not as fun what do you what are you wearing you wearing a garmin or nothing i'm wearing a garmin now which I one is that worn, huh the 735 yeah it's a great watch but i hadn't worn it for a long time so this whole outage thing i had no clue Mm-hmm. So I guess the question is, you know, what can we do to help or what do you want to do about it? Do you feel worse when you don't do stuff? Oh, of course. But you know, it's, it's cumulative. Like, you know, I wait till the damage is done yeah. and then I go, Hey, I feel a little sluggish. Um, yeah. so, you know, um, I'm actually start, I'm, I'm working with my sisters to, towards this race in October and that's got me moving again. And I started biking again, but, Good. um, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm filing away that comment you made about change. Perhaps I'm a little resistant. It and, seems, uh, it seems like a stupid cliche comment, the change, right. But like, I'm always trying to figure out why do people do what they do? And, you know, look, we've all gone, where we were really healthy and I've seen you go through your cycles. All of us on the phone have gone through those cycles, but like, what can we do? What stops us from doing it? Right. Or why, when I'm running down the street, does somebody yell at me because I'm wearing a mask. Right. And you know, when I'm running and it just makes me think like, like, you know, when somebody gets really stressed and they, they yell, right. Well, I think, you know, in this world, in this pandemic pandemic, like people don't want to change. And the reason you go through these spikes now is because people just want their life back. Right. And our life's not coming back for a while. So we have to figure out how we can, you know, focus our career and our social life and our health and wellness and our sleep and our movement, all these different things. And it's so important, you know, for long term health and mortality. Right. And so uh, and, and number one thing is, you know, we want to be able to focus on our health a little bit so that our immune system is strong so we don't get sick. And you know, if we get sick, um, you know, can we fight it? Right. And can we, cause I, I have this view that at some point probably it's, it's in it's this thing, it's in, this thing is endemic, which means that most of us are probably going to get it. Right. At, at least, you know, probably, right. right? <laughs> or, or, or already had it. Right. And right. what you want to be able to do is not be the person that is going to be in the hospital, you know, from, uh, from it and maybe on a ventilator my wife's uncle died of the virus in Queens uh, early on in March. And um, it was horrible. My kids were with him three weeks before it happened. And, and all of a sudden I get this call that he's in the hospital on a ventilator. And it just happened like that. A spectacular, great guy. Um, and uh, so I think, you know, my motivation, I have been in the hospital so many times and sick so many times. My motivation is to not get sick other than to be with my family and, and you know, 
I, I don't want to get sick. And so I know that if I follow the program, Ronnie, you followed the program before. If you follow the program, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to be healthier. So then you just have to say, well, what am I resistant to that I'm not doing that, right? What is it? You know, um, I have to, I have to say, I, I've always, you know, that I've always, I, I mean, it's a one extreme or the other, right? I'm either all in or I, so that, that, that balance that everybody loves, I struggle with. Um, and so I got sick in February and I was probably sick for about six weeks. Well, probably a, a good month. And it took about six weeks before I could actually like get to work and come back. And Did you have the virus? I am so sure I had the virus. I mean, I don't. You, you are, know, or you're not sure. I am very. I I am almost a hundred percent. I am ninety nine percent sure. I I had the virus. I had all the symptoms. I've had pneumonia twice before. This was a lot scarier than pneumonia. Yeah. Um, I mean, scarier. It, I was afraid. Um, and and it's And your sister been, was sick too, right? Your sister was sick also, my right? My sister was sick. My boss was sick. Yeah, it's the lingering fatigue. It's the thing where you just, I just wondered, am I just getting older? Is it just, am I supposed to feel this way? And, and it was so hard to climb out of that, like to get my rides in, to get my walks in, to get, and I know I have to fight it, but I feel like I'm starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. And that is discouraging. <laughs> You know, it, is, um, it is discouraging, but you know what? Every day you've done it. Every day you can do a little better and it's going to take, you need a month where you're going to like really start to see results. But if you can get over that hump, it can be glorious. You know, you got to want it though, you know? Right. But so, so when, you know, I've never been a gym rat. Like I love, I like to go out and do things with people. And now people are like, no, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. Um, maybe in a month. So, you know, I have to, I have to dig deeper and just find, um, another reason. I mean, I think of VJ, you remember VJ? Yeah. VJ, I, I think of my mom and it's just like, you know, I do have to do something every day to take care of my health. And my, that is always the last priority. You want to have a competition on movement on the MCS dashboard? I love a good competition. All right. Well, get yourself on there and we can have a competition. Like anything to get you going, you know. Um, but, you know, you just got to figure out, you know, how you can motivate yourself and do a little better. It's not about being perfect. It's not about doing everything. It's just doing a little better. And, you know, if you start to do a little better, it's a snowball effect, I think. And then you start to feel really good. Right. Uh, yeah. Or not. Think about it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Let's do that competition. All right. Well, that means you got to get back on the app because otherwise I can't okay. see it. And my, here, here's the challenge. I'm going to give you a challenge right now. I want six or less red hours a day, which means you wear your watch to bed, it records your sleep, you, what your exercise is going to turn orange, and, and a red hour is less than 300 steps, okay? Which means I'll give you six of them when you're awake, okay? which means instead of 12 or 14, you try and get six, which means you got to get up when you're working. If you're on calls, walk around, you know, a little bit. Or just set an alarm on your phone and get up every hour and just move. Just walk. It's 300 steps is three to five minutes. 
and it's really so much better for your health if you do it. And look, if you've got 12 hours right now and you had 10 hours, I would take that, right? But, um, you know, I think a good goal is six or less. And Truti, I'd love for you to get on the, do you have an Apple Watch, Truti? You do, right? Truti? She's yes, there, I was, yes. Uh, yeah, I have an Apple Watch. Okay, get Vishal to help you sign up. I, th I saw he just signed up. So, oh, he did. I, okay. I, I, I want the same thing for you. I want six or less red hours most days. It's amazing. I, I just got hired by a person to be a coach, and all she really wanted was just to have somebody involved and kind of push her a little bit. <laughs> Things I do, right? Uh, you know, as an accountability tool. And, um, and she started using this dashboard, which is now the homepage on my site. So you just launch the app and it's just right there and it refreshes. And, you know, she just said, you know what, I'm just going to do a little better. Instead of sitting around on my calls for 10 hours a day, I'm going to try and get up and move. And I might change my schedule to allow myself a little time to be able to move. And the, 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 the difference in the way she feels just from doing a little more movement is exponential. Like, you know, I had, I had a, I'm dreading tomorrow because I have, I'm, I'm co-head of a review committee for my firm and I'm going to be sitting down for more hours than any day of the year tomorrow. And by the time I'm sitting down for two hours, I can barely stand up. <laughs> I'm so stiff, right? And I feel like I'm a hundred years old, but if you're getting up every hour and you're moving, you're getting hurt less as an athlete, you're lubricating all your joints and you feel so much better. And there's all this evidence that you're just healthier if you do it. Right. But you have to want to have the accountability. And I remember, Ronnie, when I was developing this years ago and you said to me something I think about frequently, which is I don't want to see a red hour. I don't want red. Don't make it red. That's what you said to me. Yep. Right. Uh, because red is not good. And but but it's got to be something if you want to have an accountability tool and red, red it is. So I'm not saying no red hours. I'm saying you can have six of them. I got you. It's on. Jeff, I want the same thing for you too. And I know that's hard for you because you are on calls all day long and a lot of those are video calls. It's very interesting. I, I had a call yesterday I'm, uh, for my company. I, I'm, I lead intern recruiting, which is fascinating. Um, and we had an intern roundtable. We had 13 interns at my company and we went through everybody. And I like was like, oh, I got to be on this call for an hour and a half and I, I'm going to have to be on camera and there's all this pressure. For a lot of the call, there were 50 people on the call. I was the only one with video on. <laughs> only one. That's a beautiful thing, right? Because some companies are forcing you to be on camera right now. And so mm -hmm. I, you know, I was so happy that I was the only one on, you know what I mean? And I'm so happy that nobody said, hey, why don't you show your camera? It's annoying. So you walk around. <laughs> So you can walk around. That's right. Turn your camera off and walk around. Jeff, look at Jeff. Jeff was running. Jeff hasn't responded to me about the six or less hours. And by the way, what it means is that you got to sync your Garmin. You got to go look at that page every now and again. And Jeff, if you're using the Apple app or Shruti using the Apple app, you got to go refresh the page, right? Uh, which means on for if you're using Apple, you got to go to my app and you got to hit the refresh button. Although if you just go to the homepage, it automatically refreshes. I'm working on a way to automatically pull data from a phone uh, from the Apple Health Kit so that people don't even have to refresh, but I haven't been able to figure out how to do that yet. And John, uh, I don't know if you ever look at that page. I know you're a, generally a very good mover, but um, I don't know if you ever want to wire into that page and see how you're doing. I'm doing a poor job. Uh, I'm just saying, I, uh, 
I was just saying, I look at that. I look at the page every once in a while. I need to do it more, but uh, I do try and walk around and be off video as much as possible on calls. Yeah, I mean, now's the time where if we can be off video, we can actually do better. I mean, the best thing is being off video. I have a 6 a.m. call. You know, I'm out in California. Ron, I don't know if I told you I've been out in California since March, but, um, you know, and I can get up at 5.57, and I don't have to be on camera. That's a beautiful thing. That's taking advantage of your situation, right? And then I'm on that 6 a.m. call, and I'm walking around, which means I got to go to bed earlier, but uh, it's fine. You know, and uh, I know that, like, even if I just walk around from 6 to 6.30 on that call, I feel so much better than just sitting around. So I try and manage my schedule to do that. There are ways. Yeah, I know. There are ways. There are mm -hmm. ways. I mean, yeah. um, I'm glad that you're better. I'm glad that um, – did you get the antibody test? Yes, and it came back negative. Of course it, it did. Yeah. But Tim, I know this was like nothing I have ever had before. And it's still, and this is before the shutdown, even. This was in February. I, um, I wouldn't uh, trust those tests too much. So, my husband, Vishal, I mean, Jim, you know, uh, he had uh, the virus. He tested uh, at the time they messed up his tests um, at the hospital. But uh, he got an antibody test, which was positive. And um, a, a week or 10 days after he got sick, I was sick, uh, which was kind of normal. And it, would, it wasn't as bad as his. His was like two and a half weeks. He was knocked out completely. Couldn't even get out of bed. Mm -hmm. I was more functional. And five, six days, I was really in bad shape. And I could not believe it that I tested negative for antibodies and he tested positive. Like it's, it's important. But I think I was also reading an article, like they have a threshold. And unless you're the num the count of antibodies is beyond that certain threshold, which means your infection was severe enough. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't, uh, and mainly so that they don't give people sort of uh, false positive, uh, so the test results where uh, you didn't have a test and they still tell you. So for that, they have adjusted that threshold. So if you feel that you were sick and the chance, then chances are that you were, even if your test comes out negative. I mean, I think they're just trying to discourage that you know, people shouldn't say that, oh, think that I had the, so I, I had the virus, so now I can just walk around and I'm, I can't. You know, I have the antibodies. I can just walk around freely without a mask or something like that. So uh, it's basically to um, sort of to, you know, keep that in check. So cavalier. No, I understand. I'm glad you're better. I'm glad you're not sick. I'm glad your sister is better. And, you know, um, who knows if you can get it a second time. I got an antibody test and it was completely inaccurate. I think they're completely inaccurate. I think some of them are not FDA approved and they're, they're, they have false positive rates that are, or false negative rates that are really high, right? If you knew you were sick, you were sick, but, and I'm sorry to hear about Vishal and glad he's okay. And um, glad you're okay, Shruti. And uh, yeah. re really this is about trying to figure out how to include change, change your schedule so, and your mindset so that you can, you know, incorporate health more into your life. It's just so important. And who yeah. knows what's going to happen with this thing when everyone's indoors and, I mean, we're right. going to be, 
we're going to be so, yeah unfortunately i'm among those who has video calls uh, um every meeting is basically a video call so i uh, i have to be seated i will try to make changes uh, so that uh, i don't exceed the 6 hours but a few weeks ago uh, we had this talk about accountability so at least i have put in five days a week now i am very diligently either it is pilates yoga or something uh, some workout so great <laughs> great work so are, are you are you starting uh, some sort of exercise file on your Apple Watch when you do that, or you just? Do, I don't care if you do. I'm just curious if you're doing that. I do try, except I'm not very good, and I don't know. After the last update, the battery seems to drain very quickly. So as long as my it's charged, I do wear it all the time, and mm -hmm. unless it's like uh, you know completely drained. But I don't know if anyone else has faced that issue in the last. I would like to say month or two. The battery seems to drain really fast. In the I haven't. I, I have not had that problem, but um, there may be an update you need to. They don't push it to you, so you got to go pull it. I think so. You may want to go right. and go and see if you can update it. I know I updated it over the last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine dies faster now, much faster since the update. Hmm. Apple. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Yeah, but don't they do that? They do, but they've been getting better. And now finally the five has come out. My brother has the five. He actually changed from Garmin to Apple and uh, he loves it. Um, he says that he loves it because he thinks that he gets more steps on Apple. He thinks that uh, Garmin, <laughs> like you need to, if you're moving your arm for 20 seconds and you're brushing your teeth or something, it won't give you any steps. Whereas Apple has a different algorithm to figure out, maybe, well, maybe this person is moving before 20 seconds, right? Whereas I think Garmin, it's 20 or 30 seconds. And if you don't get the steps in it, then it doesn't backfill up for all those steps. And so I have found Garmin to understate a little more, but Apple, Apple, uh, does doesn't seem to. So I actually think that <laughs> I never thought I'd be the person to say this about Garmin versus Apple, but it seems to me that Apple finally has the proper heart rate, the proper tracking of steps and movement. Um, and I would I would use it and not wear my Garmin, believe it or not, at times. I still wear my Garmin because I like the battery life and it's just easier. But if I can figure out how to totally wire my app where I can switch back and forth, I'm going to only wear the Garmin part-time. Use the app. Pardon me. Wear my Apple, my my iWatch, and 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 ditch the Garmin. Yeah. Do you have an iWatch? Yeah. Yeah. If you send me your Apple ID email, I'll send it to you. You can. We, I haven't released it yet uh, because we're 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 still working on some bugs and a few other things. But I'm hoping to release it. Uh, I have to go through our approval process with Apple, but I'm hoping we'll release it in the next month. Yes. Yeah, so oh. you can be part of the beta, and you can just wear your Apple all the time now. Uh, oh, and I can okay. show you how to hook your Garmin up. So if you do wear your Garmin sometimes, um, that both would feed into my app now. So, Excellent. You know. Excellent. Uh, Good to know. Jeff, are you going to make a commitment to uh, refresh your Apple data on my app once a day? Can we make that commitment or most days? Yes. Yes. I, I owe you some less red and some more refreshes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish I could pull it, but I haven't figured out how to pull it yet. Although there is a way. 
And it really, really what I want to do, and you all could help me with this if you know of anybody, what I really want to do is now that Apple's done my dream, and it was a dream for me to get Apple wired. So for me, it's a dream, as nerdy as it is, I appreciate that, is I want to have a watch face that shows you how many steps you have in the current hour and a few other things that utilize the data capture and the data analysis that my app does to be able to display things on the watch face directly. And Apple has come out and said, we're changing a lot of the complications henceforth. And so I think it's going to be possible. So I'm looking to hire, my current developer doesn't have the experience, but I'm looking to hire an Apple watch uh, designer if anybody knows somebody. Excellent. All right. Anybody else want to talk about anything else? John, you got any comments? No, I was sorry, Jim. I just keep talking on 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 mute. Uh, no, all good here. So I've been trying to be active as much as I possibly can. Honestly, the most frustrating thing on the Garmin was not being able to update golf course stuff. But um, otherwise, yeah. I think it's been good. So. Yeah, I mean, you get great workouts when you're golfing. You're getting three hours aerobic uh, when you're walking a course. That is that is great, and you're getting the movement. So I'm really really happy. We can see it in your numbers when we look at your heart rate stuff and your workouts. So great work there. Keep it up. Yeah, and I'm carrying my bag myself, so it makes it even worse. Ooh. Wow. That's why I didn't appreciate that. I was asking you if it was alcohol or something on the course, but it's because you're carrying your sticks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. COVID. No, no caddy. I figured it was alcohol because alcohol does, you know, elevate everyone. Not, not, not early, not early in the morning. So, um, Three minutes. But, <laughs> so, so, so look, what I would like, uh, Ronnie from you is I would love for you to make a commitment and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get, I'm going to sign up for the Apple app. I'm going to wear the Apple watch. I'll teach you how to do the Garmin. We'll text back and forth. And then you come on the next call. I think it's going to be next week. Uh, I think it's going to be back to Tuesdays next Tuesday. Um, although we're trying to take a little time off, so I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but, uh, I'd love for you to come back on that next call and use this as a forum for accountability. That's why I really created it for me. It keeps me, I know if I got to come on here and I got to talk about stuff or somebody asked me about something, it keeps me accountable to have something like this. But I really mm -hmm. created it for a forum so we could talk about various things. Okay. Anything else, people? We're good. This was nice. All right. Great to see you all. Thank you. And um, we'll be in touch. See you all guys. Right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thank you, Jim. All right. Take Bye. care, everybody. Thanks, Bye. Jim. Bye.